Now then, welcome back to another episode of the Sitcom Archive Deep Dive Overdrive with me, X Benedict. And me, Alison Barton Simmons. Hello, Al. Hi, how are you doing? I'm alright. Excellent. We are now currently taking the deepest of um, dives into the good life, as we do every week. Um, we're about halfway through, aren't we? I think just under halfway through. Yeah, we've just tipped into Series 3. Yeah. And there's, there's only four series of this, but there's two Christmas specials. So I think after this one, we're exactly halfway through. I think. When do the, Chris, right? when do the Christmas specials fall? Are they, are they at the They're end of three? They're at the end of the third of... series and at the end of the fourth series. Excellent. So, um, yes. So this is the 15th of 30 episodes. So it's exciting. Yeah. We're really going to have to start thinking about what we do next. Mm. But before we get on to that, let's, let's keep on with the good life. Um, if you want to um, join in with us and follow along, the best thing to do is to watch the um, episodes before you listen to our episodes. So you can watch the old episodes of The Good Life on, what's it called? Brit Vision. What's it called? Britbox. Britbox. That's the one. Yes. I'm in New Zealand. I don't give a shit about these things. But uh, Britbox <laughs> has got them all. Um, you can buy the DVDs and they're on Daily Motion for free. And every week we tweet out links where you can listen. Uh, sorry, watch the old episode of The Good Life, so that you know what we're blathering on about the following day when we um, deconstruct the hell out of it. Um, So we'd love you to do that, and it probably makes more sense if you do, because then you know what we're talking about. Um, This week's episode, um, do you know what it is, Alison? Can you remember? I do, I do. It's The the Early Birds. The Early Birds. Yes. Um, And before we get stuck into The Early Birds, I've got another one of my um, periodic quizzes for you, if you're keen to... Except the challenge. Always keen. Do you want to blow your nose first? <laughs> no, I'm okay. Right. I'm fine. I was just had a quick, yeah. a quick pick and I'm all right. <laughs> Thank you. So um, <laughs> this week's quiz is all on the subject of Dickie Briars. Oh, right. Good old Dickie. Found all this interesting stuff about Richard Briars. So I've got three questions for you, okay? Yes. Question number one, is it true or false? Richard Briars has a degree from Oxford University. True or false? Hmm... Now, is is Oxford the one with footlights, or is that just Oxford and Cambridge, or is it Cambridge footlights? Cambridge so, no. is the one I know of, but I mean Oxford presumably does. Most universities does have a do, similar sort of thing. Because yeah. um, I can Mitchell imagine and him Webb being and all of those Stephen Fry and all yeah. them in Cambridge, weren't they? Um, I'm going to say yes, he does. No, false. Oh, Keeping up what? your your form of getting all the questions wrong. <laughs> yes. Richard Briars left school without any qualifications whatsoever. He hasn't got an O level, an A level, or in his own words, he hasn't even got a Z level. Wow. He was a truant, never turned up, and he was a wheeler dealer. When he did turn up, he was sort of working out the economics of supply and demand. He would go and buy sweets and then sell them at a markup and drinks to kids on sports day and stuff like that, I think. Wow. So already in preparation for playing Tom. I think so. Um, this is um, his headmaster's report. It would seem that Richard Briars thinks he is running the school and not me. If this persists, one of us will have to leave. Wow. I think Dickie it was Briars. Dickie Briars being a bit of a tinker. Um, mm. So question two. Yes. Richard Briars has a very famous cousin. This isn't true or false. This is fact. Okay. Do I have to guess who it is? I'll, well, yeah. <laughs> not, I will give you three options. <laughs> You don't have to just, <laughs> just just pull names out of the air. Yeah. Was it Jaja Gabor? No. Um, three <laughs> options for you. Go. A. Terry Thomas. 
B. Clive Sinclair. C. Patrick Moore. Right. So Terry Thomas. Is that a DJ? No, I think he's an old. Um, he's an old. Uh, no old bawdy British comedies. Oh right. Who am he's I thinking guy, of then? He's I don't know a DJ off that name. DJ. But the, Terry Thomas. He sort of was. Um, it, it was a bit like. Oh hello. It's like oh, that right, guy. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was yeah. the other guy who was like that as well. Um, his name escapes me now, but it'll come back to me. Um, yes, he's just like an old... I don't think he was in the Carry On films, or he might have been in some of the Carry On films. Okay. Uh, and then Clive Sinclair, you probably know yes. who Clive Sinclair is, and Patrick Moore was the astrologer. Yes. And he played the um, glockenspiel. Did he? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, glockenspiel or xylophone. I can never remember which is which, but yeah, oh, my God. If you can, if you can YouTube him doing that, he's amazing. Is he doing? Um, is he in a band with Bob Bob Holness doing the sax? <laughs> yeah, they're Baker like the, travelling Wilburys, just like loads of um, TV celebs just in a band. I'd watch it. I would. So, um, what's your answer? Let me think. I think I'm gonna go to Clive Sinclair. Incorrect. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> the correct answer is Terry Thomas, who clearly you don't know anyway, but he was no. um, he was quite a big deal. Um, okay. I think I know who he is. I think I, I think I vaguely have a picture of him. In, I, I might need to just Google this while we're... Yeah, Google image him, but also if you watch a video clip of him doing his, his shtick, you'll recognise yeah. it because it well, was I'm... very... Um, I'm trying to think what the name of the other guy is who, who did exactly the same, sh- same shtick. Terry Thomas, I, yeah, I know who he, who he is now. Um... Who's the other guy? What's he called? Oh. He was in Carry On Films. The other guy. Mm. <laughs> they look quite similar. It'll come, it'll come to me. Anyway, so yeah. the third question. True or false, Richard Briers had red hair as a baby. True. False. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I know that's a bit of a curveball question. A bit of, I mean, why would you know the answer to that question? However, the reason I throw it in is because of the anecdote um, about Richard Pryor's, whereby apparently um, the nurse handed um, the baby to his mother and said, he's absolutely beautiful, remember to support his head, blah, blah, blah. And um, as Richard's mother took a first look at her child, she let out a piercing scream. Mm. That's not my baby. He's got red hair. <gasps> And none of the family have red hair. And unless my husband has been hiding red-haired relatives from me, neither does he. So after nervous discussions with the sister and the doctor, the quaking nurse took the baby back to the nursery and a few minutes later reappeared, carrying a different bundle of joy. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry, she said, handing the, bun- the bundle to Mrs. Briars. It never happened before. How can you forgive me? So Briars was nearly the, the um, subject of a infant mix-up in hospital. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Saved by not having red hair. Yep. If he'd had gingivitis, then he would have been raised. He may never have been Tom Good. We might have had a different Tom Good. Wow, that's quite shocking, isn't it? Because it, that's not something that happens anymore, is it? Babies, accidental baby swaps. Not outside of um, fast movies, no. <laughs> oh, and and made for TV films on Channel Five. Yeah. Wow. But yes, it happened to him, and um, he's quite lucky, it sounds like. It was a good job his yeah. mother just sort of had that sense, wasn't it? Very sort of, yeah, on the ball. Because but, but you, you've just had a baby. The, the last thing on your mind is um, sort of looking for babies that aren't yours. 
Yeah, exactly. You just, yeah. You're too busy smarting, I believe. You are, yes, indeed. Smarting is a good way to describe it. Yeah, I've heard it hurts a bit. Um, so should we get stuck into um, Series 3, Episode 1, The Early Birds? Let's do that. Good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life. So this episode starts with our first look at the Ledbetter's marital boudoir. Have we not seen their bedroom before? Oh, we saw it briefly through the window, didn't we? Um, in yeah, the first but episode, interior. but not inside. Yes, yes. Um, Margot is wearing a mask in bed, which I, I thought was kind of right. <laughs> she had a mask on. But what puzzled yes. me was her gown was just thrown over the bed. Ah. It, almost on top. I, I would have thought she'd have been a sort of everything in its place type of lady. She'd have hung it up and done all her ablutions properly, not sort of just yes. gone there. strewn. So it's just strewn across the room. Mm. Yeah. Didn't seem very oh, Margot. But they're in bed and they're trying to sleep and it's early in the morning and they're woken up to the noise of the goods with their early start oh, because they're tilling yeah. the land. Tom's on his um, rotary cultivator. And to be honest, he's been an inconsiderate prick. I mean, it's not it's not much of a surprise, is it? When When... Margot and Jerry appear across the fence and they come out because they come out, they come storming out, don't they? And they're very cross. Mm. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go. Like, moaning about it because there's no sort of indication about what time it is. And you sort of think, oh, God, are they just moaning? Surely they must have had this before. Surely this must have happened in the yeah. recent past. So to find out that it was 6 a.m. and the goods are beavering away already just made me, that it made me a bit cross. It's like, well, yeah, they were I'm just being really selfish, weren't they? And they were, it wasn't even yeah. that they were working. It was the fact that they were, like, shouting to each other, messing about, playing games. Yeah. And when they were being bollocked by Margot and Jerry, they couldn't give a shit. They just kept um, making flippant remarks and being really yes. chipper and sarcastic. And, I, you know, Margot mm -hmm. tells them to shut up, which is, like, quite fierce mm -hmm. for her. And I t to be honest, I'd have fed Tom into that rotary cultivator if I got <laughs> It's, it really does highlight, doesn't it, the differences between the couples now, between the neighbours, of, yeah. of how how far they've come with their different lives. And, and it's it, it made me feel a little bit sad, I suppose, because things are sort of diverging a little bit in this episode. Yeah, I mean, the, the humour from it comes in the fact that the, the two couples are so different. But just as a little aside here, I, I was reading also something with, Mark, uh, with um, Penelope Keith this week saying that one of the reasons you could never remake the show was because society's changed so much, couples of different lifestyle like that wouldn't be able to be next-door neighbours because they just wouldn't be able... Two couples, you know, a couple earning the equivalent of 100k plus a year and a mm. couple living off the land would not be able to afford a house on the same street. No, no. And that's sad. That made me sad, really, to think about, you know, it's it's sort of ghettoising the country, mm. isn't it, really? Yeah. By class. But anyway, on that on that cheerful note, <laughs> so Margot's told them to shut up, and they just and they I think Margot and Jerry flounce back into their house. Tom and um, Barbara carry on with what they're doing, and then next thing you know, they're back in the kitchen doing the dishes. Tom's whistling away, and Barbara is all over Tom like a bloody hobo on a ham sandwich, isn't she? She's she she's really she's, loved she's, up with him. She is, and feeling the gratitude that her husband's at home all day with her and they can they get to spend all this time together so it, for them you just thought i think it must be working it must be working as a as a as a, a social 
not experiment, but as a as a lifestyle, this thing, it must be working for the goods. Yeah, they're they're really happy, which is nice. I mean, I do think she's a bit unhinged to be so <laughs> happy to have that guy around all day. You know, even putting aside my bias, she admits that he is irritating in this scene. Mm. Yeah. But she's still glad he's there. I guess love conquers all, doesn't it? You know, she just ignores all his faults and they're happy. There's never, there never seems to be like a resentment about it, does there? There never seems... And, they, and because they talk about stuff all the time, you sort of get the feeling that things are generally worked through as they appear. Do you think 65-year-old Tom and Barbara, after a lifetime of this, and as Tom gradually ramps it up as he gets older, do you think Barbara eventually snaps? <laughs> I don't know. Or do you just grow into it? Commit spouse of side. I, I, I think I think they'd just grow into it. They'd just grow into like life together. Um, as as an older Tom and Barbara, I think it would just carry on working. Yeah, let, let's stick to that because. Yeah, I like the idea. I don't actually think I should have said that. I don't want my cynicism to pervade and um, yeah. affect you. This <laughs> is they're my issues. Um, and then we get Margot bursting in. She doesn't knock because <laughs> manners have gone, apparently. Yes. So she doesn't see the need to knock because they've the goods are showing no manners. And she she's burst in because she wants a nutcracker's back <laughs> that, that she loaned to them eight years previously in 1966 or whatever it was. Do you think she's been sat trying to think of something that she could go around and collect off them in order to make it quite clear that she's a bit cross with them? Yeah, but they still don't pick up on it, really, because they're no. living in their own little Tom and Barbara world. Even though yeah. she wants the nutcrackers because she's got, she she wants to put Jerry's nuts in her vice because <laughs> she's um, manipulating him. But either way, she's um, she's not happy. And then Tom and well, I think it's mainly Tom, isn't it? He just says, "Yeah, he's sorry." And Margot, mm. what's well, it's really nice because <laughs> it's it's funny because Tom says, "Margot, sorry," and Margot says, "What are you implying?" <laughs> <laughs> She's straight away waiting for to, to sort of like grab him round the throat again, isn't she? Yeah, but when it's clear that it's a it's a heartfelt, genuine apology, yeah. she's so made up with it. You can see a big yes. beaming smile. It's really sweet. It is. I love Margot when she's like that. Yeah, kind and mm. um, warm, which is the juxtaposition of her, isn't it? Well, she's also yeah. a battle axe at the same time. And then, so you know, they're made up, and that's all very good. But then later that day, night's fallen. And the goods are clearly cream crackered from all the work they've been doing in the garden. And they... I think the the lifestyle just sounds horrendous when you, when you sit and see them at the table. When you see them sitting at the table and how tired they are and how it's just never ending and all consuming. There's like no break at all, is there from mm. from this life? Yes, I couldn't. I don't see the appeal at all. No, no, yeah. it doesn't sell it to me in this moment. However, you know they like it, but they are knackered. Um, and Barbara, um, well, Tom says to Barbara that he can't get his wellies off, like he's talking to his mum. Barbara, yeah. I can't get my wellies off. I thought that was quite cute. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you just thought he was <laughs> insufferable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she, she's, um, she does a little funny, hysterical little laugh, doesn't she? Which is quite... I thought that was cute. Maybe it's just yeah. a... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just 
Felicity Kendall's cute, and well, I mean, I, I really like Richard Briers. I know we've had a yeah. couple of messages about negative comments about Richard Briers, but it's not Richard Briers. It's it's not it's Richard Tom. Briers. It's the character of Tom. But yeah. that does that not say that how well written a character is when you, as a as a, as a viewer, can form such a and an, an, an opinion about someone? They're obviously a well written character if if you are made to form an opinion. I think. Yeah, and I have an intense reaction to the character of Tom, and yet if I see Richard Briers interviewed or in any other oh, role, it's like, oh, great, Richard Briers. happy and lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure I hear he that the, the, the Home Pride flower man, um, don't know if you remember that, he was he was the voice of, of, of the, the yes. Home, home yeah. Pride flower guy, and he was just so lovely. So, yeah, it's not it's not um, an aversion to Richard Briers, is it? No, no. We love you, Dickie. We do. Ooh. I like Richard Briers. I like Richard Briers. I like Richard Briers. I like Richard Briers. They decide to go to bed at 7pm because they're knackered. And I'm, su- I'm surprised that they don't already go to bed at 7pm, to be honest. After all that day's work? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's a seasonal thing because it's the start of the new season and they're working harder than normal. So we see, mm. um, having already seen the Ledbetter's boudoir, we now see the goods bedroom, don't we? Yeah, there's a there's a a bizarre doll's house in the corner, which I thought I thought was quite weird and worth a mention. Um, underneath the window What's in the it? bedroom, they've got a doll's house. Yeah, We've I did just see the, out of. I did see a gramophone in there as well. Did you see spot that? No, maybe so they I'd... just store lots of stuff there in order to sort of sell and barter and pass on, perhaps. Well, they've got all their veg in the bloody cupboard in the other room, haven't they? So yeah, so maybe they've moved, moved all, all the other crap out of it to um to make room for the vegetables, perhaps. Yeah. But the doll's house in particular sort of drew my attention. I really love this scene, to be honest. I thought it was great. Yeah. But the, the, the knackered, Barbara doesn't mm. even... She just, like, whips off her keks and she doesn't even change her knickers, does she? She's straight into bed. No, straight into bed. And it must be freezing as well, because Tom does make a lot of noise about the fact that it's cold. Yeah, he wants her to warm him up, doesn't he? And, but yeah. They they're struggling to sleep, um, and I've I mean you'll have had this in the past I'm sure I know I have where like you both want to get to sleep, but you're not aware that the other person isn't asleep, so yeah. you'll, something will go into your head so you'll just say it, yeah, and then there'll be another thirty seconds of silence and then <laughs> the other person will say something and then eventually you start getting annoyed at the other person even though you're doing it as well. <laughs> That's what's happening here. They are. Um, their minds are racing because this isn't the time they usually go to bed. Yeah, but even when it gets to the time that they normally go to bed, they still can't sleep. No, no. They're talking about the archers. Um, and I think Tom's making, I mean, even by his standards, the noise he's making are really, mm. really out there. And he says, I'm sorry, I didn't even realise I was doing it. Oh, no, maybe that's what it's been all along. You just It's, it's involuntary. Well, I, I got I get this from my old man all the time when he's breathing, and you know when he when he's eating his meal, he's like Darth Vader. <laughs> I was like, how can he not hear that? And he's just got hearing aids, and now he can right. hear it, and he's quite. Oh, shocked. that's it then. Maybe he was just just deaf and couldn't hear it. Maybe Aww. that's the thing with Tom. Yeah, I think he must be. But um, so he's uh, he. I think Tom accuses Barbara of fidgeting and. I thought, well, first of all, Barbara is worried that Tom's dead because he stops making all this noises. <laughs> and that, that, again, that's something I can relate to because as a kid, I used to have to share the room sometimes with my nan. Yeah. And she would um, make 
sort of heavy breathing noises and yeah. you'd be listening to it and it'd be almost like if you're listening to a clock you were expecting it you know yes it'd become rhythmical and then she'd just stop I'd oh like, my god shit me nan's dead it's like 60 seconds even more and all of a sudden she'd oh be like my oh my jesus mary joseph and all the blessed saints oh <laughs> she'd, she'd punctuate like blasphemy <laughs> Oh, jeez, for a kid, that's like anxiety-inducing, isn't it? Good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life. Um, we, we cut to the next day, and um, Barbara's grouchy and emotional with Tom due to the lack of sleep, because they played chess all night and listed their favourite films. And Yeah. Tom mentions that um, he, he perhaps wanted to take Psycho out of his list, and um, Barbara said that she was going to go Psycho if she had, she had another night like that. Yeah, which did make me titter. I end up doing those things though when I'm I can't sleep. I I, I lie there challenging myself to name like ten football managers who've managed Newcastle United or like, okay or like ten of Phoebe's boyfriends in Friends. You know the cop who okay. shoots a pigeon. I list them all in my head. And uh, do you? Yeah, I don't know why I do it because it's not conducive to sleep, is it? But it's like, well, I can't go to sleep until I've done this. It's like a a trick you play on yourself, right? Oh, we just put a telly on. Yeah, you, well, you're white noise people, aren't you? <laughs> oh God, yeah. I need a, I need noise to go to sleep. It's it's not very, um, you know, you have like a like clean clean sleep where you you're supposed to have like no phones in your bedroom and no yeah. TV on and no lights on. Nah, nah, nah. Well, I thought this the more whole, noise the better. This whole scene um, going back to the to the previous night was really interesting because mm. it was very well played as always, very well written. But it also made me wonder if bedtime routines have changed a lot since the 1970s. I mean, yeah. undoubtedly, like you said just then, with phones, yeah, they will have done because, you know, good sleep hygiene is known these days, the things That's you should it. and shouldn't do. But despite yes. the fact it's known, 85%, 90% of people are still looking at their, you know, their screen and they haven't got like a yeah. blue light filter. And all the other bad things that you shouldn't do before bed, such as, you know, you should only get into bed when you're ready to go to sleep i think yeah i think life was more physical i think jobs were generally more physical so that when you got into bed you are you were bodily physically tired yeah um, well tom and barbara right, were, it, but yeah they, it was just sometimes you can be overtired and then you can't sleep either and then you can't sleep yeah it's a, it's catch 22 isn't it anyway i i found i found it a really nice sweet scene and it was a long yeah. scene as well that the two actors did so well hmm it was a long scene punctuated with lots of silence and sort of marital tension, but also fun. And I thought they I did agree. it really well. It's perhaps time that that now, if it was if it was now, you'd have to, or the or you'd feel like it would have to be filled. All that silence would have to be filled, and every moment sort of accounted for. But that just leaving it and letting it just play out like that. Hmm. Um, it feels quite natural to watch, doesn't it? Yeah, I thought it was superb. Um, but obviously they're knackered the following day, as we said. So um, They are. They head into the garden and the goods are doing their very level best, which is very difficult for Tom, mm. um, not to make noise because they promised Margot and Jerry that they wouldn't after the previous morning's commotion. Tom even says... It's ever so hard being considerate, isn't it? Yes, that's because it's foreign to your nature. He even, even puts a, a sponge in his bucket for when he goes out to milk Geraldine the goat so that the, the milk doesn't even make a racket in the, in the bucket. That's quite thoughtful, isn't it? Thoughtful, but OTT. 
Yeah, and the sponge is already filled with paraffin that Barbara's mopped up, so that's ruined the whole batch of, of milk anyway. It's a good job you didn't make a brew with her, isn't it? Ooh. Mm. Yeah, uh, Jerry turns up suited and booted, having just arrived home from a sleepover with... <laughs> weird, yeah. weird situation of what's happened the night before. Swinging. Because I'm assuming that it's quite early. If the goods are still being quiet... We're talking at the, the early hours of the morning. Who comes back from a sleepover at friend's house at like 6, 7 a.m. in the morning? He's been to one of them eyes wide shut fucking things, hasn't he? <laughs> it's, it, it just sounded a bit, yeah, a bit sus. Mm. Either that or it's been a Chelsea away trip. <laughs> and he's just changed into, just... His, into his good clothes <laughs> to keep up the facade. <laughs> the pretense, yes. Oi, oi, oi! So um, that night, um, we see Tom and Barbara ready to go to bed again, and Tom, for some reason, is ironing the bed, which I yeah. don't really understand. I think he's trying to he's, he's trying to heat it up. I think I think it's rather than because I thought, why is he ironing the, the bed in if he's just going to get yeah. in it? But I think he's he's using the iron to heat up the bed so that when he gets in, it's warmer than it was the night before. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And for some reason, Barbara is very defeatist. She's sort of creating a self-fulfilling prophecy with, with her attitude by bringing all sorts of entertainment to bed, yeah. games and, and pen and paper and all sorts of things. But then she falls asleep in a sitting position just when Tom suggests that she just lets go. So she's clearly highly suggestive. Mm. She's, he says, just let go. So she does. And she's fast asleep. fast asleep. And then Tom sort of lifts her, lifts her up, makes her balls and puts her into bed, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, they end up across the bed rather than in the bed, don't they? I've had some of my best sleeps, though, in there. This is turning into the sleep deep dive <laughs> overdrive, isn't yes. it? I've had some of my best sleeps when I suddenly wake up and I'm like, my head's at the diagonal point of the bed. and Yeah. You know, I think sometimes you need to change it up. And the best sleep I ever had in my life was in St. Peter's Square in Rome when uh, they wouldn't let me in the Sistine Chapel because I was wearing shorts. Right. And, and the Catholic Church... Don't uh, like people. They're not short, legs. Don't mind, they don't mind their priests buggering kids, but you can't go in with a pair of shorts. Oh. So they wouldn't let me in, and Ali went in, and I just had a, a and she was a big. There was a big queue. I had a three-hour kip on the <gasps> stone floor at St Peter's, surrounded by people. But it was just maybe it was just a holy sleep. <laughs> oh, maybe it was you. Yes. Maybe it was a transcendental experience. I'm yeah. not sure, but it was. Yeah, I, I woke up from that sleep feeling so reinvigorated and yes. rested. Oh, see, some of my best sleeps have been during the day sleeps. I'm a good day sleeper. I can just lie down and sleep on a washing line. And mm. um, day sleeps for me are the the pinnacle of of my sleeping experience. I think though, to have a good day sleep, you need to make sure you don't get under the covers, don't you? If you get under the covers, oh no, I do. I get all as if I'm going to bed. Yeah, I do. Although one mm. of the best sleeps I've ever had, it wasn't it wasn't in Rome. Um, it was um, on a on a beach in France um, on a holiday with a friend and I fell asleep on, on the sand and I remember waking up and feeling in a, in a similar way, that I was just invigorated. And, you oh, read as a beetroot the following day. I think I, my back was because I'd fallen asleep on my stomach. So, <laughs> yeah, but it was, a, it was a good sleep. Ah, sleep. In sleep, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Love sleep. Ah, oh, sleep. Should we just sack this off and go and get 40 winks? Yeah, I could. I could go and get back in bed. Yeah, I could. Very easily. So, I mean, to get, get back to the good anyway, life. Anyway, the good life. <laughs> the, the good life. Tom and Barbara um, 
are woken up by some noisy goings on outside, aren't they? And, yeah. Um, it's drunks. Drunks, he said. Drunks listening to Des O'Connor. <laughs> Des O'Connor. <laughs> um, well, it sounded, I assumed it was Jerry driving because of the screeching to a halt, which is Jerry sort of yeah. um, cocaine fuel driving. Pattern, <laughs> it I is. Think. Um, but no, there's music coming from a. There's clearly a party going on the fo- next door, yeah. and they. Uh, well, you know what? They're outraged by the noise. I don't understand why they're not outraged at not having an invite because they're like busy mates. Yeah, that that struck me that it it wasn't the Ledbetters at first because I thought it must be some other neighbour because surely the goods would be invited. But yeah, then do do you assume that they've had as, as couples they've had conversations about this new going to bed early? Oh, and perhaps. so the, the lead betters just thought, well, they won't want to come. But you'd still invite them, wouldn't you? Well, you would think so. But anyway, so yeah. they, they, anyway. they barge around there and really makes yeah. me laugh on the on the way round. Tom yells, shut up at this whistling guy <laughs> going man. down the street. <laughs> All of the audacity. Yeah. I know, the hypocrisy that yeah. he, he has a go at the guy for whistling. Um, and they pile they pile around and they're ready for a right old, right old tear up with the yes. lead betters, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they're going to have a do, proper do. Yep. Um, but it turns out it's only 8.30. Yeah. They've arrived with Stephanie and Denzel, <laughs> Denzel. at 8.30. And um, it did make me laugh because Jerry Jerry greets them at the door saying, oh, it's the wee willy winkies, which really made me laugh. Yeah, I think, though, Jerry's initial um, uh, assumption is that they, they're shagged out, literally, and they've because he's like... Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they've been in bed nice and early. Yeah. Um, but then, it, and, you know, it soon gets sorted out. They know, they work out that it's just a mix-up over time and they've yeah. only been in bed an hour and a half. They must have had a nice restful hour and a half to have Aww. thought it was later. Thought it was, yeah. You do that though sometimes, don't you? You drop you drop off and then you wake up and you don't know what what day it is and you don't know what time it is and then you put your school uniform on and it's half eight in the afternoon. Do you still do that now, do you? Not Bang now, I don't. I'm not, <laughs> I've done that before now, though. I've fallen asleep as a kid and then woke up and put my school uniform on and it's and panicked about being late for school and it's half eight in the... In the early evening. I like it, though. If you have an early night and then you do have a good few hours and then you wake up and you think, oh, it must be half five, and then you look, roll over, you look at your clock and it's quarter past one. Yeah, oh. that's the best, that, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> and it, oh, in sleep, brilliant. <laughs> that's one of my favourite things, when you when you look and it's, it's still the early hours. Yeah, or the clocks have just gone back and you know yeah. you've got an extra hour. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life. So um, anyway, they decide to join the party, even though they're only dressed in their PJs, which Margot's a bit aghast about. Oh, she's, she yeah, tolerates. she's a bit upset about that. Yeah. She tolerates it. Um, and then we cut into the party and Jerry, weirdly, is just rubbing some girl's tit. Yeah, I think I think he's he's, he's wiping some... Cheers. Hummus or something. <laughs> hummus <laughs> off a lady's dress. Um, and you can it's tell right by... right on her tit, isn't it? It is. He's proper involved and, and Margot isn't looking best pleased. I didn't clock Margot. I just thought it was... She, yeah. Um, she looks at him. She's looking at him, obviously spotting it out the corner of her eye while she's handing out hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Jerry's there wiping some woman's boot. Tip rubbing. Yeah. Jerry. Dirty old bugger. Mm. And of course, Tom and, Tom and Barbara are, of course, fast asleep on the couch. Of course they are. Because they're, they're done in. Why they didn't go home and just go back to bed, I don't yeah. know. But then again, it is a sitcom. <laughs> that, would, that probably <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have been as pleasing an ending, would it? <laughs> but it was, it was, um, 
I, I like episodes of, of sitcoms that are just neatly tied up in a bow. And this, this show for me is is like the pinnacle of things being tied up in a bow at the end. Well, there's like a nice nice resolution. Everybody's happy. Everyone's laughing and clapping. Yep. All, it was it was a little bit of a Thundercats one, wasn't it? Just it was, of, yeah. Snarf, Yep. Come in. Everyone's smiling and laughing and pointing. It was nice. It was lovely. Well, thank you very much, Jerry. Did you, in this episode, spot anyone who stood out for you and was perhaps your MVP? I think in this episode, my MVP... Um, it's a difficult one because I, I, they're all equally on a, on a, on a par. Um, just tolerable <laughs> in this episode mm. for me. Um, I suppose... I, do you know what? I'm going to give it to Margot this week because... Okay. Because of her quick turnaround when she was so angry and willing to take back the Nutcrackers from the goods as, yeah. as a means of sort of uncoupling, conscious uncoupling from the neighbours next door who are their best friends um, yeah. by means of Nutcracker. Um, but she's quickly turned around by Tom after a sincere apology. And I think that she takes that she takes sort of the high road. And I like that. Yeah, that's a good, good enough reason as any, I think. Mm. I think I'm a bit like you. It's like no one really stood out. By process of elimination, it can't be Jerry because he's too busy fiddling with tits and that's not on. Yeah. It can't be Tom for, for the usual reasons that it can't <laughs> be Tom. Um, you know, he was making too many noises, which leaves me with Margot and Barbara. Yeah. And it's a bit of, I don't really know, because Barbara, when she went, ha! That was, that was quite, <laughs> ah! That was quite sweet. But I think for the reason you just outlined, you've convinced me. I'm going to give it to Margot as well. Yeah. Yeah, good on her. Although she didn't invite Tom and Barbara to the to the party. To the party. But we'll let her off. We'll let her off. Maybe. Maybe you, you, what you said about them coming back from, from the sleepover, wherever they were, maybe there is like an undercurrent of swinging that Tom and Barbara are not involved in. So maybe it was just the swinger mm. friends that came round. And Maybe not. and when when Tom and Barbara walked in in the in the gym jams, they must have thought it was jackpot time. Yeah, easy pickings. He's being an anarchist again, subverting expectations by turning up ready ready to swing, <laughs> ready to swing at a moment's notice. Given that they were wearing their pajamas for a lot of this episode, maybe <laughs> yes. there's not a lot in Fashion Corner. But let's have a little uh, jaunt over to that particular area of the podcast, shall we? What a shitling that was. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Fashion Corner, Fashion Corner. Fashion Corner, Fashion Corner. Um, it's it's all about the Margot in Fashion Corner this week. Um, two items in particular. Um, when she goes back round to the Goods house for her nutcrackers, she's wearing um, this really cute top and it's it's got like a, a wicker chair lattice work on the top the patterns reminiscent of a, of a wicker chair um, and it's 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 like a a, a grey sort of silky top with this with this wicker lattice work on it and it's it really stood out and it's it's not an an image or a pattern that I think I've ever seen before on 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 clothing or on material but it, it's a it's, it's it stands out and it really really suits her she can rock anything can um, Penelope Keith but this in particular with these pink trousers beautiful really stunning um 
And then, of course, when she's at her party that Tom and Barbara rock up to... Um, oh, yeah, she's, like, wearing a toga oh, or something. Oh, she yeah. is. It's like a Grecian... I don't know if... Grecian toga um, in, like, a green colour. Um... And she looks very elegant and very lovely, mm. uh, but that but that's not a dress that we've seen before. I'm, I'm guessing now the um, the budget has kicked in for for, for Margot's um, evening wear, and this in particular is is a it's a stunning outfit. Um, mm. So so yeah, it's, it's Margot all the way this week. Um, what about Jerry's shirt in the party as well? The horizontal striped shirt. Oh yes, wearing. I did. I did actually make a note about that. It's like a blue and white, um, different sort of gradations of blue and white striped um, shirt with a massive seventies sort of pointy collar. Um, yeah, it's cool. He just looks, yeah. he's, he's very dapper, isn't he? He is very dapper. He looked um, imperious as ever. He I did. Thought. He did. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's all about the lead betters. Um, because the goods obviously were just pajamaed up throughout the whole episode, more or less. True. So we had no oyoys, we had no tab tab, mm, no, no soft porn. Although Jerry did grab a tit. He had a boob, a boob grab. I think that brings us to the end of this episode. It does. Do you know what next week's episode is called? It's the happy event. Oh yeah, the happy event is this. This is the one where the uh, the piglets are born, I believe. Oh, that'll yes, be exciting. The, well, it's a bit heart heart wrenching because it's the run to the litter type of situation, isn't it? I think. And Does one die? Well, I, I wouldn't want to ruin it for oh you if God. you haven't seen it in a while. No, I need to rewatch that before next week. It's a bit I of a heart wrenching one. Oh, but, I feel a bit you know. sad now. Yeah, get it okay. watched. You'll be all right. Yeah, I'll be all right. I'll do it before an afternoon nap. Then I'll come, I can feel better afterwards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just go grab forty winks if it brings you down. <laughs> oh, sleep. Oh. oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna iron my bed before I get in as well. Okay, so if you're enjoying this delve through the good life with us, um, find out more at Sado Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on Facebook, and you can find us by searching for Sado Podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter by visiting our website at sado.club, where you can get more information about us. Read our blog posts and listen to the episodes in your browser if you don't do podcast apps. Get in touch. Email us at saddlepodcast at gmail.com and tell us all the things we missed because we love that. Subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast from. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll see you then. Go and have a nice kip. Bye.